We are want to welcome everyone tonight to the Wednesday night service here at uh, Landmark. And uh, we want to give an update on Sister Vani. I got uh, two phone calls today. The last one was that uh, she had had an MRI done. She was transported to Louisville, which is probably the best thing uh, for her condition. Uh, they done an MRI on Sister Bonnie and they installed draining tubes and uh, no no liquid, nothing. She's, she's not allowed to eat anything. And they say she's very tired and very weak, uh, very pale, and certainly in need of our prayers. Been praying for her all day long. Yes. I just came from a funeral today of Brother Danny Deckard. Uh, he succumbed to cancer. <laughs> These old frail bodies, they just they just can't hold up to uh, some things that are going on. But uh, Danny, uh, his wife, Debbie, she said, Brother Eddie, she said, I'd like to share something with you. She said, I was right there when Danny left this world. And she said, as I was looking upon him and he was weeping, she said he raised both of his arms up. Uh -huh. Like he was reaching for someone, and she said, "What do you think about that?" I said, "I know exactly what I think about that." He saw something that you couldn't see, yeah. something that I couldn't see, something that only he could see. When they stoned Stephen, he said, "I see the heavens open." Yes, and uh, you know this side of heaven we don't see that good, but on the other side they see real good, and uh, we see in part, know in part. But as a certainly a blessing to hear that. From his wife Debbie, uh, brother Bob Malkin, uh, he he was requesting to get on our live stream, and and uh, he brother Patrick got him in there. He he uh, sent me an email this morning and said thank everyone that he was able to get on our live stream. He loves the singing here, and he loves the services here. He lives in Ohio. And he had sent me a, a gift in the mail, and I just called him to thank him about last night. And he said, "Be sure and say something to him. I'd like to be able to get on y'all's uh, live stream your your service." I said, "I will, brother Bob." Which I'd already said that to Patrick. I know I know he's working on it, but brother Bob he emailed me this morning and said, "Glory to God." He said, "I'm on there." I said, "Praise Amen. the Lord." Amen. Amen. But uh. We, we want to go to the Lord in prayer tonight. I, I have to admit my thoughts are scattered. Uh, I've got several things on my mind right now. But we want to go to the Lord in prayer right now. Uh, our country, our freedom, are all in jeopardy. Uh, they arrested Rudy Giuliani Today he was in tears. He said, I've done nothing wrong. They're going to arrest President Trump tomorrow. And you know, he, he said, I won't resist. But uh, what we're seeing right now is a breakup of our country, our constitution, our freedom. Um, I think there's 18 people arrested today. <clears throat> I was telling Brother Ed on the way over here. This kind of stuff is kind of hard to hide. Mm -hmm. And when it comes out, it's going to be bad. 
and the FAR in Hawaii they just almost figured out that it was intentional FBI is investigating a FAR in Hawaii the mayor of Hawaii is the same one that was mayor I don't remember where the shooting was where the guy was in the motel room with a bump stop so he could shoot more people faster that's the same mayor that was over Hawaii they asked them how many children died in the fire and they wouldn't even try to answer just walked away I'm just telling you these are perilous times that we're living in and we certainly need to pray uh, I, I don't know how bad it's going to get I just know it's going to get bad it's going to get real bad I know we're going to get out I know God is in control He's watching over us. He's our good shepherd. He's the one told Abraham, Fear not, I'm your shield. Amen. You're exceeding great reward. We don't have to be afraid, but I am concerned about just how bad it's going to get before we get out. There is a reason right now to be concerned. The problem's at the top. God's over that problem. Yeah. Uh, he, he's over all the affairs of man. I was telling Brother Ed, uh, the kings of this world, uh, in Psalms chapter 2, uh, they, they took counsel to overthrow God. and God just laughed at them. I yeah. thank God that yeah. God's on the throne above all thrones. Amen. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're so thankful to be here tonight in the house of God. We're thankful, Lord, to have as many as we got here tonight. Lord, we want to lift up prayer for Sister Vonnie. Lord, I pray even right now that you would go visit her, Lord, with healing in your wings and minister, Lord, to her hurt. Me and Brother Ed was talking on the way over here. We we, we want her a little longer, Lord. We, we're we being selfish, but Lord, we, we want to keep Sister Bonnie. We love her. And uh, Lord, we just pray, God, you'll bring her through this terrible ordeal. Restore health, restore strength. And Lord, deliver back to us, Lord. Uh, we know, Lord, that she's in Louisville. We was able to just go right out there after the service and visit her, Lord. And Lord, what a blessing that was to go in and spend time with her. But we also understand the need was there for her to be in Louisville. To be somewhere, Lord, with better facilities and better physicians. Someone, Lord, that would find out what the problem was and fix it. We pray for Sister Bonnie, Lord. Father, we pray for this country, Lord, that, that's turned its back on God. And Lord, they've thought that they could take the place of God. And Lord, money is a, something that must, must be careful with. The Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's caused a lot of corruption, a lot of money, Lord, is, yeah, Lord. has been misallotted. Uh, Lord, they've given it to people that, that uh, it was a run of them. And I could name them, but I'm not going to. Lord, it's it's a time, Father, that I believe has gone about as far as they can go. And Lord, even though they've got the game, they're going to come up losers. We pray, Father God, for your children. God, that you would help us through this. Lord, this trouble that's coming, it's on the horizon, coming to the door. They, they're not going to let up. They're not going to understand until they stand before you the error of their way. I, 
Oh my, I'm so glad, Lord, that you love us. I'm so glad, Lord, that you can take care of us. I'm glad, Lord, that you can come for us even right now while we're here in this service. You can come for us and take us out of this problem we're in. Bless our young people, Lord. Bless, Lord, our churches. Help them, Lord, I pray. And we thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, um, after the service, I went out to see Sister Bonnie and had a wonderful time with nobody around, fellowship and with her, sitting with her, and had prayer with her. But as I left there, I stopped to get some gas on the way home, and <clears throat> car wouldn't start when I went out there. That was the last stop. All I had to do was start one more time. I'd have been home, but it wouldn't start. And I got some fellas helped me push my car over there out of the way, and a man seen my predicament, and he wanted to be anonymous. But he said, Eddie, I want you to come to my business Monday, so I'm going to give you a car. And it's sitting out there in the parking lot. I, I didn't sleep Sunday night. I didn't sleep Monday night. I did sleep last night, but Monday night and Sunday night I was overwhelmed and I'd get up and weep and pray and worship. I'd try to lay back down. I'd get up and I'd weep and pray and worship God and just still in shock, still amazed, still stunned, but I'm so thankful, so thankful uh, for the car that was given to me, the man wanted to be anonymous. I said, I'll do my best. I understand now why Jesus told them not to tell anyone. They went out and noised it abroad. I understand that now. Yeah. It's not as easy to keep things under your hat as, as it sounds. But uh, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 1 tonight. I, I was pausing a little bit there. Uh wasn't 100% sure which direction I was going in. But Proverbs chapter 1. Brother Chase, you got a Bible, buddy? Open up to Proverbs chapter 1. Starting in verse 24. God here doing the speaking. He said, Because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. Ye have said it not, all my counsel, with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. Mm -hmm. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge, did not choose the fear of the Lord. Uh, God pretty clear right there. I'm talking about the call of God tonight, uh, God calls. Sometimes He calls, we're busy. Sometimes we, He calls, we look at the caller ID, we won't answer. God calls. He called Jeremiah. 
in his mother's womb. Jeremiah chapter 1, I wasn't even aiming to mention that tonight, but I guess I guess I will. He called Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 1, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, for thou camest forth out of the womb. I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6, this is Jeremiah in the womb of his mother. Then said I, Lord, behold, I, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth. The Lord, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I put my words in thy mouth. See, I've set thee over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You see how early that call came? I know I was I was uh, 38 years old when God called me. But God does call. Yes. In 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'll go somewhere here in a second. Just want to get this out of the way. 1 Samuel chapter 3. The call came to a little child. Verse 1, the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Eli's the high priest. He's, he's over the children of Israel. The word of the Lord precious in those days. There was no open vision. It came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And there the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for that thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. That's, that makes a difference. I have to admit, uh, when God called me, I was as amazed as ever anybody else was. It says here, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. I'm, I'm saying this because our children, they need, thank you, Sarah, for bringing Lucy and yes. Chase. They need to be here. Yes. Our children are being preyed upon. And uh, 
They're being seduced. They're being deceived. <clears throat> but here, the Lord has called two young. One was Jeremiah, great prophet. The other Samuel, the great prophet. In uh, <clears throat> verse 9, Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went, laid down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called at his other, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, in which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tangle. And the day that I will perform against Eli all the things I have spoken concerning his house, and when I begin, I also will make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons have made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. Therefore have I sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. He said, What is the thing that the Lord have said unto thee. He's talking about getting put on the spot. Mm-hmm. A child. God has revealed to him what he's about to do. Mm-hmm. Chase, don't leave, buddy. God has revealed to him what he's about to do. And the very one that it's revealed about has asked him, What is the thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? He says, I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he said unto thee. He talking about getting put on the spot. This is a little child. God has revealed to him what pertains to Samuel, which is the high priest. Right. And Samuel told him every whit and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him see, or let him do what seemeth him good. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. This is important right here, Chase. And did let none of his words fall to the ground. Mm. And all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed Himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Alright, I'll get off of that. I just wanted to mention how God calls children. Don't underestimate children. Don't underestimate the call of God. I'm going to mention here, I guess, three calls tonight. It's going to speak about lying spirits and I've about had it up to here with lying spirits mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like I could conduct myself and control myself mm-hmm. not lose it because I'm a little irritated by what's going on yeah. but uh, in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 me and brother Ed took 
For missionary Brother Rue, we took him over to a Chinese restaurant. We just wanted to fellowship with him a little bit. And I mentioned him about these three calls. And I thought I might mention them here tonight. Yeah. But the call of God to come to him for salvation. I thank God for that call. As my pastor done the funeral today, my brother Danny Deckard, he knew that there were a lot of lost people out there. And he also knew about the doctrine that was out there that was contrary to sound doctrine. Boy, he conducted himself in a way I popping buttons off my shirt so proud of him. But he was talking about how Jesus came once. And how he gives all of us at least one opportunity yes, that's right. to receive salvation. He said nobody goes to hell without getting an opportunity. Amen. And uh, he, he done a good job in that funeral today. But God says here, come now. That's God's call. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God calls people to salvation because yes, he, he can forgive sins. Uh, he can uh, save us from sin. The Bible says sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Uh, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. But the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. But what I'm saying here tonight doesn't just pertain here tonight. There are people out there right now listening to me tonight that aren't saved. They want to be saved. They don't understand the simplicity of Christ that He came in this world to save sinners. And a lot of them don't understand the call of God. They don't understand. They're, they're sometimes they got things going so loud. I, I was going home from the funeral, Sister Brenda. And I looked behind me and it was a young boy just got out of school. He was in a Toyota car. And I, I, I didn't know what the heck. I mean, he was listening to some kind of head-banging music, I guess. I mean, he was doing this and doing this. and just I was sitting there thinking, God, how could you speak to someone like that? I actually played for the young boy. Young boy with black curly hair. Just so disconnected from God. Yeah. And here I was, Brother Ed, just enjoying the sweet Holy Spirit. Just sitting there, you know, and wishing that upon that young boy back there. But God wants all to be saved. Yeah. The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, that God wants all men to be saved. And I know we've got Calvinism down here in Armathay. Uh, I can't even say that. Uh, where people believe just certain people's going to be saved. Yeah. That, uh, they believe, you know, that everybody's not going to heaven. I'll put it this way. Everybody can go to heaven. I, I'm going to read that verbatim. Might as well. I uh, already it can quote it, but I'm going to read it right straight out of the Bible. It says, I exhort therefore, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. I want you to notice those two words. All men. God wants all men to be prayed for. Right. He wants all men to have an opportunity. It says for kings, for all that are in authority. I struggle 
praying for my government, but I do. My prayers that they'll do a minimum repentance from the greatest to the least. Yeah. My prayers that they'll see their sad condition, that they'll see their sins and their wickedness, and they'll be sad or they'll be sorry for it. He says, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, all aren't going to get saved. But God wants all to be saved. Right. Jesus didn't die for just a few. Verse 6, who gave Himself a ransom for all. He died for all. You know, black lives matter. White lives matter. Red lives matter. Yellow. I'm telling you, I don't care what color you are. Racially, Jesus died for you. Amen. And uh, he, he gave Himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. God wants all to be saved. Yes. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, I will turn there. Talks about God being long suffering usward. Thank God. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. In Acts chapter 17, verse 30, God commands all men everywhere to repent. Like I said, the call of God to come to Him for salvation is real. All won't come, all can come, all should come, but all won't. Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, verse 3, except you repent, you will perish. Said the same thing in verse 5. But you see, you can't just repent. You've got to come to God and repent. He said, I will make them your sin white as snow. I'll make them as wool. He's got the cure for sin. And He calls for all men to come to Him for salvation. And then, Sister Sarah, He calls for all to come to Him for the burdens of life. Right. You see, this ain't heaven. There's a devil down here, Brenda. Mm-hmm. I was praying for you today because your son Gary and uh, God gets us through things like that. Hardships. The Bible tells us Matthew chapter 11 that He wants us to come to Him. He said, Come unto Me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I thank God for that rest, Brenda. I'm glad God will care us if we let Him. I know you're struggling a little bit back there with Chase, but you're trying to help Him. You love Him. God does that with us. He tries to help us. He loves us. And we're like Chase. We just don't understand the love. We don't understand the need. But God says, I'll give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest under your souls. My yoke's easy and my burden's light. God offers not only salvation, but He offers help. I mean, like I said, there's a devil down here. He's determined to sift us like wheat. He's determined to overthrow 
our faith. You remember what he said to God about Job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I'll make him curse you. Right. That's what that's what God wants I mean the devil wants to do with us. Yeah. The Lord here talking about Job. Lord said unto Satan, as thou considered my servant Job, I mean Job chapter one verse eight, there's none like him in the earth, a perfect, upright man, one that feareth God and skeweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Do if Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about all of his house? So thank God, God does make a hedge. I want a hedge. Amen. Amen. That's right. All about all that he hath on every side and hath blessed the work of his hands and his substance increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. No, he won't. <laughs> you know, that sounded pretty easy. Yeah. But it didn't go like the devil wanted it to. Job, he lost everything he had. Job said, Naked came out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave and the Lord taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That don't sound like cursing to me. No. Then the devil stirred up Job's wife. I'll tell you what, boy. Uh, I'm probably vulnerable in that category right there. But the devil knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the devil, he come against Job really through his wife. And uh, his wife came unto him and says, Do it thou, verse 9 of chapter 2, Doest thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. I'll tell you right now, that didn't come from her. Mm-hmm. But Job answered her pretty good there, Sarah. He said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What shall we receive? Good at the hand of the Lord shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. But the call is... I will help you carry the burdens of life. If you'll let me, if you'll take my yoke upon you, you'll find rest under your souls. You know, like I said, there's a devil down here that's troubled down there. Job said in Job 14 verse 1, man's born of woman's a few days and they're full of trouble. What I'm saying here tonight, I'm saying the people out there, I don't even know who they are, where they are. Most of our our services are visited by people in New York. That's probably our biggest... uh, Fan, I guess you could say. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but the person that watches our service the most are in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't know. We, we, we know what we know. <laughs> but they don't know. So we're trying to share with them that God doesn't want them on fentanyl. God doesn't want them strung out on drugs. He don't want them, right. uh, you know, in, in the mess or in up there. He wants them to know Him and to know that He loves them, and to know that He can help them with the burdens and the strife that they're in up there. It's kind of a a mess. It's a political mess up there. But God also said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, that we're to cast all our care upon Him, for He cares for us. I've heard people say, nobody cares about me, Jesus. Bless you, Patrick. I didn't know He was even here. God bless you, brother. Yeah, you sure it is. But a little girl, confused. I've met plenty of them. Done the unthinkable. She took a gun, put it to her head, and pulled the trigger. And everybody thinks she just did, but she didn't die. She laying there in a pool of blood, and people got to coming around and looking on her. And an old white-headed preacher come up, and he said, "Honey." Why did you do it? She said, Preacher, nobody cares about me. And that, that's not true. People can say that. Mm-hmm. 
But that's not true. But that devil, Sarah, convinced her that nobody cared about her. And that preacher trying to work with what he had. That's what I try to do, brother. I try to work with what I got. He said, honey, surely your mama loved you. She said, well, she didn't show it. And then, you know what? I'm not going to go far in that. He said, honey, surely your, your daddy loved you. She said, well, he didn't show it. He said, surely your brothers and your sisters loved you. But Chase, she said, they never showed it. And the preacher said, honey, I loved you. She said, you never showed it. Boy, he was speechless. Oh my. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See, we need to show our love. That's right. The light came on, Brenda, and you know what he said? He said, Honey, Jesus loves you. And she kept her mouth shut. Because yeah. he showed his love. There's no missing the message that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And that life's in Jesus. But God wants the world to be saved. God wants the world to know that He's here for them. That He wants to help them. I know it's hard down here. And one reason it's hard down here is because we dropped the ball in the Garden of Eden. There's a man got it made. And even having it made, you can mess up. I haven't messed up. God didn't leave him in that mess, Brenda. No. God came down. Here's Adam trying to clean the mess up. I've got to stay on topic. I'm chasing rabbits. God wants to help in the mess we're in. God came to Adam, called out to him, sir. He said, where are you at, boy? He said, I'm hiding. Why are you hiding? I'm naked. He said, who told you? He said, that's what children are. They don't understand <laughs> that we understand the problem. But God understands more than we understand. Yeah. But he offers help. He said, even in our text we read there in Proverbs, he said, my hand's outstretched. God's reaching out to us. Yeah. <clears throat> Bible says in Psalm 55 verse 22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. I tell you, God wants the call of God is to come to Him for salvation, to come to Him for help with the burden of life. I've met a lot of people out there that are a little bitter. Uh, They don't have any regard for God. They, They think, you know, that, you know, it's just not fair. Especially in the society we live in, it wants everything for nothing. And uh, like I said, our problem is us. But uh, God is a very present help in time of trouble, Psalms 46, verse 1. But uh, they don't want the help of God. Uh, They don't want God mentioned to them, but they need the Lord. Well, the call of God to come in for salvation, the call of God. Uh, to help us, to give us a helping hand with the burdens of this life. Then we got the call of God about heaven in Revelation chapter 22. For God, He made heaven and He didn't make it for Him. He made heaven for you and me. The Bible says, but I'll read verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star. I'm just going to read this verse right here. The Spirit and the bride say come. God's giving out invitations for salvation, giving out invitations for help, and He's also giving out invitations for a place called heaven. 
And uh, if you'll notice how many people here, the Spirit says come. The bride says come. Let him that heareth say come. Let him that's a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. God wants everybody to come live with Him yeah. in heaven. Right. I haven't been to heaven yet. I'm going. <laughs> and I heard Rick today, I heard Rick today at that funeral, Brother Ed, he said, I know we all think we're going to go up there and, and have a complaint and uh, we're going to go up there and say, Lord, why did I have to go through all that? Why this? Why that? He said, I'm, yeah. I'm convinced just by reading the Bible itself we'll get up there and Lord said, you got something you want to say from that mind. I'm just telling you, when we see heaven, when, when we see what He went away to prepare, when we look upon Beulah land, we'll say, never, oh. mind, never mind, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, down here, Not even we, we might down here maybe complain, but there's no complaining up there. God, my pastor pulled out his handkerchief. He said, first thing God's going to do is wipe away all tears. He said, there'll be no more. That's right. Oh, my. But, uh, Jesus, John chapter 14, first three verses there, the Lord's speaking about heaven. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. And we got trouble down here. But He said, Don't let your heart be troubled. Here's why. He said, You believe in God? He said, Believe also in Me. Mm-hmm. He said, In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That invitation for heaven, the Lord prepared a place for you. You know what? Help me right here, Lord. I went so far as to set a table, Brenda. Had everything ready. And some couldn't make it. And I said, boy, you ought to have been there. We had such a good time. I wish you'd been there. You know, the food was excellent. The fellowship was excellent. But they missed it. The reason they missed it was because they made a decision not to be there. Now, most of the time it's a decision. I mean, if you're in the hospital, I certainly understand you can't come. But this right here, God's made it where you can come. No matter what the circumstances is, sadly, a lot of people are not going to go to heaven and they're not going to go for only one reason. And that reason's brought out pretty clear in uh, Luke chapter 14. It says, verse 16, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, he invited many. And he sent his servant at supper time. Well, I remember Mama years ago. She'd go out there at the door. Hey, come eat. But I took off running. And uh, you know, I had something good there to eat. I was glad that there was a place for me to sit down and eat, sir. There was a place for me there. That little old round table. It only had four chairs. One was for me, one was for Dad, and one was for Mama. If we had a guest, they could have that other one. But I had me a place. Sometimes it was dead. Boy, when daddy called, I don't care if I was getting ready to swing a bat, I'd drop the bat and run. Daddy, he was not like mama. Mama would wait on him a little bit. Daddy would come after him. 
But when he hollered out, supper time, we're here. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidding, here it is, come! For all things are now ready. Now you think that anybody with any sense at all, the call of God is, come, come. Mm-hmm. The next verse says, Brother Patrick, and they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. Mm. It's kind of sad even to read this. The first said unto him, the servant of God, I bought a piece of ground. Yeah, that's right. And I must needs go see it. I pray they had me excuse. You know, I know there's three excuses mentioned here, but there's no excuse accepted. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Amen. The Lord paid the price. Yeah. The Lord prepared the place. And the invitation from God was come. Mm-hmm. You know, Brother Ed, if I could just somehow take a band load of people up there and let them see what's waiting that God's got prepared, I could just imagine oh my. how, I guess, fanatic or over the top we'd be <laughs> You know, kind of like Lot trying to get to his son-in-laws there in the Sodom, I guess. I don't know. So he's, he, uh, he just seemed estranged to them. I guess we wouldn't fit in down here if we got to see Mm-mm. what this invitation's all about. But this one said, I pray they have me excused. Another, verse 19, said, I bought five yoke of oxen. Mm-hmm. And I go to prove them. I pray they have me excused. Listen, these are just excuses. Mm. Water. Yeah, they're just excuses. The wife, another said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Why can't he bring her with him? That's a good excuse. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the wife, what got me in church, brother yes, Ed, too, amen. amen. Yes, amen. But he used that for excuse, Brenda. So the servant came, showed his Lord these things, then the master of the house, being angry. I'll tell you, God's not happy. That he's invited, he's called, and we're giving excuses. Yeah, that's right. The world right now is ripe for the coming of the Lord. Yeah. Now, Chase, I want you to listen to Brother Eddie real quick right here. The parable of the fig tree goes like this right here. Jesus said, Learn the parable of the fig tree. It's in Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to explain it to you. Learn a parable of a fig tree when his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know that the summer's nigh. Now this is a parable about Israel. They became a nation in 1948. They got possession of the land in 1950. So that means, well let me read on a little more here. So likewise when you shall see all these things, know that it's near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this is important, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Yeah. Chase, you're a younger generation than I'm in. Mm-hmm. But you're in a generation of yourself, buddy. I'll be soon be seven years old, brother Ed. He's 79. He's in a different generation I'm in. I'm in a different generation of Brother Patrick. But the generation the Lord's talking about here is Israel. That's what he's talking about, this fig tree. Mm-hmm. Now we know according to the Bible in Psalms chapter 90 verse 10 
Our days are three score and ten. That's seventy yeah. years. That's right. By reason of strength, maybe four score years. That's eighty. Well, then we're cut off and we fly away. Now, let me explain this. 1948 till right now, and I ain't got a pencil to do the math, it's somewhere around 75 years. Already over that 70 mark. He's also talking about seven years of tribulation in that. He said all these things will be fulfilled. So you throw seven years in with 75 years, and you get 82 years right now, in this year 2023, mm-hmm. we're actually over yes, our appointed time, even by reason of strength, Amen. by two years, yeah. the long suffering of God waiting, the call of God is calling, and people are making excuse yeah. to God. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. So his servant came, showed his Lord these things, then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, or to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, bring in hither the poor, and get me in the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it's done as thou hast commanded. And yet there's room, there's plenty of room in heaven. That's right. You don't have to worry about there not being Amen. enough room. I'm telling you, plenty of room there. I know they're worried about getting overpopulated down here. These crazy globalists trying to save the planet at our expense. We're about ready to go through another COVID COVID experience. Yeah, that was all about taking people out so that they could save the planet. Crazy stuff. You know when the fire got going in Hawaii, you know they didn't want to put no water on it because they was trying to the new green deal, trying to conserve water. So they really burned to the ground then use water to put the fire out. They just mentioned that uh, as I was sitting there watching a little bit of the news, sitting with my granddaughter there. They, they didn't want to waste the water on the fire. Couldn't get permission. The firemen and the fire trucks couldn't get permission to use water to put the fire out. Plenty of room in heaven. The Lord said unto his servant, Go out in the highways and hedges, compel them to come in that my house may be filled. God's call is that heaven may be filled. I would that everyone would go there. I, I know everyone can. I know everyone should, but I know everyone won't. But I wish they would. In verse 24, our last verse tonight, For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Mm. But Ed, I like to eat. Amen. And I want to sit down at the table of the Amen. Lord. I might be like Mephibosheth, but praise God, David said about Mephibosheth, said he'll eat always bread at my table. And the Lord, he's the great shepherd, the one that paid the price so we could go to heaven. He's got a big table up there, Lucy, and it's furnished. And I don't know that they're going to have them strawberry. Uh, what'd you call that thing you was eating? See out? <laughs> Put them to sleep. I can do it with the best of them. Well, I'll tell you what. It'll be thoroughly furnished. And I don't want to see no empty seats, and I know there's going to be some. Yes, Lord. Brother Ed, I sure don't want to be no empty seats. Mm-hmm. I know there will be. But he said, those that made excuse, those that turned it down, said they'll not taste my supper. I'm looking forward to sitting down with the Lord. I'm looking forward to supping with Him. Looking forward to going to heaven. 
when God told King David about heaven, King David went in there, Brendan, and sat down in the house of the Lord and said, Who am I? Yeah. And that's the way I am. I don't understand the love of God or the mercy of God. That's in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 18. I just know God wants me there. God made it possible I could go there. You know, we all took off up there with me and Brother Ed tried to keep up Brother Patrick, but we want to first see that ark up there in the upper part of Kentucky. Boy, that was wonderful. Well, God got a place prepared called heaven. Yeah. He wants us all to go there. Bigger and better than that. Yes. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for even the thought tonight, Lord. We did chase a few rabbits. But we thank you, Lord, for the thought. We pray, Lord, your blessings upon this little church, upon all that we set our heart to do, and all that we set our hand to do. Bless us and help us. Thank you so much, Lord, for these people. Lord, again, we want to pray for Bonnie. Pray you'll send, Lord, your healing, uh, Lord, your, your word and healer. Uh, Lord, visit with healing your wings. Lord, send the word, I pray, concerning Sister Bonnie. Touch her brow. Let her know we love her, we miss her. Yeah. Lord, we're not trying to be selfish, but we want her a little longer, Lord. We just pray, God, you'll let, her, let us have her a little longer. We love her. We pray for that, Father. And help this world, Lord, to wake up. Help it, Lord, to understand, the, Lord, how short life is. Understand, Lord, that the door to heaven is still open, but going to be soon closing. Them ten virgins, Lord, five got in, five missed it. They found the door closed. Help, Lord, I pray. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. 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 Brother's not going to sing tonight. Pastor's not singing tonight.